is this thing still on? It's been a while. This show's been on hiatus for a couple of months. I told you that Doug and I were going to put something together, the likes of which you had not ever seen before, and I still plan to do that. But it's not going to happen in the immediate future because I've got bigger things on my plate right now. So what I wanted to do was, well, something. And uh, Doug and I started talking, and he said, hey, um... Hey, remember the Deeper Thought podcast you did a couple of years ago? Doug and I decided that we could go through some of those episodes. Over the next several weeks, several months, you're going to get access to what you previously weren't able to. Hopefully, this little provocation will help you sell something that you haven't sold before. And uh, stay tuned for these episodes as they drop week over week. I think you're going to take something away from them. I know you're going to be entertained by them. And uh, I just, I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name's Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host. I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. And I'm talking today about another one of the eight reasons that you and your team are not creating more opportunities. This one is a little different. This one is about boundaries. You don't have the right boundaries. I like to ask the question this way. If someone looked at your calendar, would they know that you're in sales? If you are, for some reason, in a court of law, and the decision is trying, you know, the the, the jury is trying to make the decision about whether or not you're in sales based on your behavior and particularly based around what you have identified in your calendar as being important, would your calendar be used as evidence to convict you? Or is it like most people who have some nonspecific stuff scheduled because someone else put it on your calendar, right? Your manager put a meeting there or there's some all staff meeting or all team meeting, or there's something else there that isn't even non-work or isn't even work related. Are you setting aside the time to do the work? What gets scheduled gets done. What is on your calendar demonstrates what is most important to you. And quite frankly, for most of you listening right now, and for most of you who lead teams, who are listening right now, the people on those teams, the people supposed to be doing the work, they're not doing the work and it doesn't even show up on their calendar as being important. That's a problem. What's interesting, I go back to my time on the why and the by interviewing people, um, talking about focus. It doesn't take much. You know, we talk about sales activity when you really dig deep and you look and and it's going to vary from industry to industry. I understand. And if you never get up from behind your desk and people schedule appointments and meetings for you, then, yeah, you might do this a little bit more often than some. But by and large, most salespeople are not meeting with a customer a day. It's kind of shocking, right? These are full-time salespeople that don't have a meeting a day. Most full-time salespeople don't have an hour blocked every day to prospect. Think about that. What are you doing? Here's the thing. 
It's not that they aren't busy because there's always stuff to do and just leave it to a salesperson to whip something up in their brain to make it important so that they can feel busy, so they can make it look like they're productive, so that if their manager were to walk by or to see what they were doing right now, they'd be okay. But so much time is spent trying to look busier and more productive than you actually are. You think about the the wasted energy there. You think about this construct of an eight-hour day of a 40-hour work week and, wow, wait, once I get it through my head that I can do this quickly, now all of a sudden I can do two hours worth of work over eight hours. Now your mindset completely changes and you end up getting less done. It's kind of paradoxical, but it's the truth. Look, you know how to prospect. I know you know how to prospect, but something still gets in your way. As a matter of fact, I've identified eight reasons that you and your team are not creating more sales opportunities. I put them together as a white paper to serve as a companion of this season of the Rethink the Way You Sell podcast. Go to jeffbajorek.com forward slash eight reasons to download your copy and the self-assessment that is included in that white paper so you know where you can make maximal impact right away to improve your prospecting results. Now back to the show. So the challenge is, are you spending at least an hour a day prospecting? Is there a more important business function than prospecting, than putting yourself in front of people who can say yes to you, putting yourself in front of people whose problems you can solve? There isn't. There has never been a business problem or a business problem rather that hasn't been solved by more revenue. There has never been a revenue problem that hasn't been solved by more pipeline. You see where I'm going here. Do it. Spend an hour. Block that hour. I don't care if it's the first thing in the morning. You know, quite frankly, if it's the first thing in the morning, you might be missing people who are more available later in the afternoon. So maybe it shouldn't be the same hour every day, but it should be an hour every day. And stop pretending that things are more important than prospecting. They're not. Stop pretending that you can't shut your phone notifications off for an hour. Stop pretending that you can't shut your email off for an hour. Stop pretending that you can't go get an app that will prevent your mailbox from refreshing for that hour so that you can stay in your email, do your email prospecting and not be interrupted by the barrage of messages that are coming in, many of which aren't coming from your customers anyway, but they're distractions nonetheless. If you're pretending that you can't be sequestered for an hour, then what are you doing when your biggest customers want to meet with you? Look, you don't meet with them every day. I understand that. But when you meet with them, they're productive. These are long meetings. And you would never, you would never read that email newsletter when it comes in the middle of a, of a, a customer meeting. But, oh, you'll stop as soon as you can if you're in the middle of a prospecting block. So the two challenges here, one, put it on your calendar. Two, here's the bigger one, do the work. 
This is a discipline that a lot of people just don't have. And it's frustrating. It's maddening. And I believe that the reason that they don't have it is because they don't have that permission. I'm here to give you permission. You can shut your phone off for an hour unless you're using it. You should be using it. You've heard me talk about this before. The phone is a valuable tool. It's a real weapon when it comes to prospecting. Stop making excuses and use it. But you don't have to accept those calls. You have voicemail too. You can defer that conversation to a time when you're more available. And I just, you know, stop pretending like you don't have times during your day when you're unavailable. Make this one of those times. One hour a day is enough for most of you. Well, quite frankly, for most of you, it's a 300% increase in what you're doing as far as prospecting activity. So one hour a day, one, you can spare it. Two, it'll make you so much more effective and so much more successful. And now that I'm giving you the permission to block the other stuff out, there's no reason that you can't hold your own feet to the fire. There's no reason you can't be more disciplined. If you're a leader, you should be holding your team accountable to this. I'm going to talk about that in a few episodes. That's another one of these eight reasons that's coming up soon. But the work needs to be scheduled and then the work needs to be done. There are no two ways around that. Stop pretending that it's not as important as it really is. You know it's important. I've been saying that. My colleagues have been saying that for years. Schedule the time, then do the work. Then, after you do the work, I want you to listen to another episode of this podcast. And I want you to tell a friend. And all those other calls to action that I put in here every, uh, every episode. Because look, I want you to do something with this material. And I'd like you to help me too. Because this podcast grows. I give you information like this to help you grow. And hopefully you find it valuable enough to share with a friend. That's what I'm asking for you. Or asking from you, rather. But this discipline cannot be ignored. You know it. You've got to do it. Now just do it. And if you're having trouble, shoot me an email. Shoot me uh, a message on LinkedIn. You can follow me on LinkedIn. You can shoot me an email, jb at jeffbajorek.com. Let me know if you're having trouble with this. I can talk you through it. But there are no two ways around it. You just need to do this work. And the first thing that you need to do is schedule it. Give it time. Then respect the fact that you put it on your calendar. I'll be back again in a couple of days and I'll talk to you then. Thanks. Rethink the way you sell is a pot about it production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajorek.